0: I knew something was gonna happen this morning in the week. Because on Monday I sort of worked out what kind of word I was gonna bring for today. And then on Thursday I decided it wasn't the word for today. And I had another word, which is prepared. And I looked at that and studied that and I thought that's the word for Sunday morning. And then last night, God said, no, I want you to bring this word, the word I'm going to bring. And so, I think it's significant because the prophecy says this, I'm not bringing you back to the time of the first church, I'm going to make you taste something greater than that. Something greater than that. My title, if I'm going to give it a title, is Any Moment Now. Any Moment Now. You got that, Dave? Any Moment Now. Any moment now. Okay, if you've got your Bibles, let's, let's go to Joshua. Look at Joshua. Joshua chapter 6. Any moment now. Verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up. The enemy thinks he can keep God out. The enemy thinks he can keep God out of your life. Not only keep God out, but he can keep the works of God out. It doesn't matter how shut up you may feel. Shut in or shut up. God is greater. Why was it shut up, Jericho? Because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Now before you can do anything, as I said this morning, God said to me this morning, you either bow down or you'll fall down. The choice is yours individually. We either bow down or we fall down. And when we fall down, it's because we won't bow down. And we're dependent on our own strength, our own understanding, and our own logic. The Holy Spirit is not logical. He doesn't work on logic. You might feel something, but it doesn't mean it's God. God. Well, I feel it in my heart. Doesn't mean it's God. No. Could be. Only if it lines up with the Word of God. That's right. And the Lord said to Joshua, You see, the first thing when something is shut up in your life, when the first thing is, when it's not happening, when the first thing in your life is not going, it appears to be going down the pan, is a word from God has to come. God is willing to speak to you, but he might do it in a way in which you're not used to. He can speak to you directly. Or he can speak to you through someone else. Or he can even speak to you through a circumstance. But he will speak to you. He will speak to you. It feels like it's shut out. I can't hear his voice. i can't, I got this going on in my life. This is all I can see. At that moment, God will use the means to get to you. The Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. He spoke to Joshua. He didn't speak to the children of Israel. And that's an important fact as we go through this scripture. I want you to remember he told Joshua, but not the children of Israel. Now the children of Israel have just come through the Jordan. The Jordan here, it's where Jesus later, later on in the New Testament baptised people. It's a picture of death coming and resurrection life coming out. They'd gone through the Jordan. They'd had the 40 years of a generation that wouldn't believe God, had to be removed. And the only two that came through that believed him were Joshua and Caleb. Two out of a whole nation. Everyone else had to be passed away. God said, I'm judging them. My judgment is upon them. And a new generation rises up. We are that new generation. We have been baptized into Christ. We've been raised with him. Amen. We've come out of the Jordan into the promised land but there's going to be battles you're going to have to face. Yeah. You shall march around the city all you men of war and you shall go around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. And the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and blow. How many sevens are in there? How many sevens? Come on, you're a teacher, ex-teacher. Not that difficult, Kel. How many sevens? Four sevens. Four is not the significance. Seven is the significance. We know seven is the number of perfection. And that's where we leave it. That's not what God, well it's going to be perfect what he's going to do here. But God is trying to get us to see there's something more in these sevens. My God is a creator God. And certainly in this period of time, I'm seeing him more as a creator God, taking nothing and making something happen. I see here in the sevens, and it's not only my opinion, I see here a picture of creation. Six days God worked, and on the seventh day he rested. On the seventh day, six days, you shall walk around this city of Jericho once. But on the seventh day, you shall walk around it seven times. God is, I believe God is saying to them and he's saying to us, I rest because on the seventh day, I, it is complete. It's a picture here of the rest of God. I see it in creation there. Seven times seven. I'm also glad that Jesus is coming back with the sound of the trumpet. Yeah, amen. There's much in there we could open up, but that's not what I want to do. That's not the direction I want to go in. Then it shall come to pass when you make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go away, every man straight before him. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up, he didn't tell them the plan. He he didn't tell them the outcome. There's a difference. Sometimes God can show you a way forward, but he doesn't tell you the outcome. Because that's down to his plan. God has a plan for your life. Totally, totally planned out. Not one day missing. But he's not going to reveal to you and me, and I'm glad he doesn't. Now, Wendy would love him to. She likes to know the ins and outs of everything. Oh, don't talk like that about him. She does. I can't help it. She does. Yeah. She brought her curling tongs down to me this morning. We sent them away a month ago, getting them rep- repaired. The guy couldn't find a fault with them. Sent them back, cost us 30 quid come down this morning. Curling tongs aren't working. Okay, I'll have a look at them. She came up here. I thought, I'll have a quick look. She then turned them on. Rocket science, isn't it? There's is an on-off switch. Rocket science. I know she's worth it. Yeah. I oh, wish well, she had an on-off switch, I tell you <laughs> anyway. And he said to the people Joshua said to the people Proceed and march around the city. Let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. The presence of God is going with them. Let me knock something on the head here. It wasn't just walking around the city that caused the wall to come down. We'll get into that a bit later on. The armed men went before them and blew the trumpet, and the rear guard came after the ark when the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout, then you shall shout. We'll deal with that in a minute. That's a miracle. That outworking of that is an actual miracle. we have got children involved. We got wives involved. We got Wendy involved. So he had the Ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once, and they came into the camp and lodged there in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord, the seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns, before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went down before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. This they did for six days, but it came to pass on the seventh day when they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. You see, you may be been doing something, (coughs) believing something, for a long time. It's any moment now. Any moment with God. Amen. One moment changes everything. Yeah, yeah. That's why we bow down. Not to get the moment, because He's Almighty. Amen. Yeah. And the seventh time it was when the priest blew the trumpets and that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Let's just stop there for the minute and we'll come back and have a look. The problem with faith is it requires a discipline. Faith is not something you pick up one day and put down the next. That's not living in faith. That's just living in a vague hope. Some vague spiritual hope. Faith is a discipline. You shall not shout or make noise with your voice or any word proceed out of your mouth until I say to you, Shout. Then you shall shout. When God gives a direction, when God promises something over your life, there is a, a direct responsibility, a discipline to follow, to walk. And if that doesn't come on the first day, if that doesn't come the second day, and if that doesn't happen a week, a month, a year, many years, you're still called to walk. Because it can be any moment. And it can be in a way that is impossible with man, but not impossible to God. You see, you're not going to say anything. When you walk around, he says to them, you don't speak. You don't talk. You don't jeer. You don't look up at the wall and see them up there mocking you and hear them mocking you. You do not reply. God says, You do it my way, which is very strange. This is not logical. It's His way or no way. You know, the tongue is, book of James says the tongue is the most unruly of our members. And who can control it? The only one, there's only one person that can control the tongue. It's the Holy Spirit. The tongue is the most dangerous weapon, not, not the nuclear bomb. The tongue is the most dangerous weapon in the world. It's through the tongue that wars start. It's through the tongue that people get put off. It's through the tongue that people get disillusioned. I may be in faith for something, but I can guarantee you will meet somebody on the way that without knowing it very often sometimes, or you might just share a little bit with them, will say, ah, yeah, but I knew someone. When you don't have a word from God, keep walking. Keep walking in what he has said to you. Around in circles, and that's what it feels like. Day one, that was a little bit exciting. Warranting them at the other side of the city. Day two, not quite so exciting. Day five, getting boring. Day six, I'm not sure I want to do this today. What if they had quit on day six? So Joshua, we ain't doing this. What are, you, what are you withholding from us? What aren't you telling us? While you're walking, golden rule number one, Remember whose presence you carry. The ark went with them. His presence goes with you on your walk. He's walking with you. He says, I'll never leave you. And Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that might be a shadow of death of your dream. I'll walk with you. And I'll take you out the other side. I've never known him fail. Waiting is not now. Waiting is the moment. Brings us to the moment when God steps in. You know... Faith requires patience. Yeah. You know, the NHS requires patience. They've got too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> but faith requires the other kind of patience something we're not good at. That's why faith is a discipline. When you're believing God for something, never look at the time lapse. If you start looking at the time lapse, you'll get disillusioned. You start questioning. It's okay. God doesn't condemn you for that, because He knows our frame. But if you don't bring every thought into captivity, you'll give up. We're all the same. Now discipline can only this discipline of faith can only be learnt by patience. Patience waiting on God is designed to bring you to a discipline that says I trust him. I might be eighty-nine years old, Abraham. God made us a promise, and you're still my blue hearted boy. you see we, we read the bible but we don't read the bible we scan the bible cuz if we really read the bible our faith level would be touching heaven it's an amazing this isn't jericho's not some little s- story we tell children this, this is real meat yeah, yeah, yeah. and talking about that chat in the chapel tomorrow night come on in now we've had some interesting comments about chat in the chapel because it's challenged some of your theology that's the, what it's designed for that's good. That's good. you don't want to keep hearing the same thing you no. believe you want something that challenged to make that's you grow that's good. Yeah. and to see and hear something different of how God can do something so we've got chat in the chapel tomorrow night. Come on in. It's meant to be uncomfortable. You'll enjoy it. And then Wednesday we got Life Meeting back on. Yeah. You've got a cracking week. You haven't got time to sit at home and watch Neighbours. Well, it's not on, is it? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> no, it's finished, thank goodness good job seven times on the seventh day in the seventh way on the seventh day God rested because creation was complete saying to him on the seventh day it's going to be your moment I'm doing no more because I've done it all I've done it all Joshua why did he devise this plan Because their forefathers, the generation that didn't make it into the promised land, were a rebellious people. And he's got to get that rebellion, that unbelieving generation, out of the system. He's got to get it out of their DNA. When God appears to be withholding something from you, you should be saying, God, what is in me that you need to get out? that I can bow to you. They must be kept waiting on the Lord. None of us, if we're honest, none of us like waiting on the Lord. We don't. We don't. But it's because, usually because, we are not yet ready, although we think we are. You know you can't rush in. (laughs) Oh God, you've got to do it by so-and-so. I got this bill to pay by the 30th. God says, well, why did you get the bill? (laughs) what did you do to get the bill Mm -hmm. and if you haven't done anything unrighteous or if you haven't been an unwise steward God will meet your need but he'll teach you if you've been an unwise steward he will teach you I don't meet that need not because I don't want to because it won't teach you to be wise If I do, you're acting like a spoiled child. Promises from God must be expected in God's way and in God's time. The answer must be in God's way in God's time. Or else we mess it up. You see, this walk of faith that they had to walk didn't come with instruction of the outcome, only to Joshua. But the people had to support Joshua, not knowing the outcome. That's miraculous. We got a couple of million people here, probably. And Joshua says you're not to say anything. But you've got to trust me. When you start to walk, there will be others walking with you, but it's not a discussion. God will always give you someone that you can confide in, but it's not for general knowledge. See faith has to do with knowing God. Yeah. It's all about knowing Him. Yeah. Delays are designed as well that we might know more about Him. that we can count on His promise and promises in spite of what I feel, what I think. Because that will drive me into panic mode sometimes, depending on the circumstance. God is not logical. (laughs) No, never been logical. If he was logical, he would have created the world in a moment. Now God's got a plan. And nothing will distract him from that plan. And nothing will distract him from the promises of that plan in your life. Nothing. Do you believe like, don't answer immediately on this one because we're very quick to go yes or no do you believe do you really believe are you convinced in your heart even if Everything that you owned, everything that you have was taken away from you overnight. Do you really believe you can count on God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a tough question. It is. And we go, yeah, because it's not happening to us like that at the moment. Yeah. And I'm not saying it will happen to you. But I know a guy it did happen to. Job. His family was wiped out. He lost everything. Lost everything. And yet he had promises from God. And his friends came around. And said, curse God. Cursing, you've done something wrong. You've sinned. You've done something in secret. That's why this has happened to you. You've done this. You've done that. You don't believe God. Curse God and die. Get covered in boils, which he was, and he was scraping them off with a bit of pottery. Imagine the pain in that, Kelly. You get a pimple and complain. Can you, can you imagine? You see, my Bible is not logical. But it's truth. My Bible is not palatable. Yet I can eat it. Yet the wonder of Job is this. Remember the end of Job. Bible says, was greater than his beginning. He got more back than what he had because he believed God. Sat on a pile of rubbish, scraping boils to try and get some relief in the baking hot sun, been reduced to nothing. And he was a wealthy, wealthy man before. He was somebody in the area of notability and he'd been reduced down to nothing and he said, I cannot curse God. I will not curse God. I will believe God. God said, that's my boy. Some of us boil over at the least thing. The least stupid thing. You know, it's indicative of what's happening inside you when something stupid happens that you can't laugh off. Or you can't, oh, well, it doesn't matter, does it? There's something wrong in here. something wrong in here. The word says we should walk together in love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's just the way I talk to him. I've always been like that. Change yourself. I'm just going to say that. Let everything be established by two or three witnesses. Let the peace of God rule your heart. Does it matter? Does it really matter in the scheme of God whether something in your house breaks down? Does it? How we get so irate, don't we? You know, oh, ah! ah! How am I going to cope now? Washing machines broke down. My mother washed it by hand. <laughs> <coughs> oh I can wash everything by hand this is the 22nd or whatever I don't know century whatever it may be I don't know what century is it 21st yeah that's it Dan knows it we don't wash things by hand get me a washing machine now why do we get like that? It doesn't matter. Walk around stinking. You'll find out who your friends are. You won't have many. You see, let me say this to you. It's not. It's not the promise that matters. It's the promisseur. Yes. Yes, yes. If you focus on the promise without bowing the knee to the promisseur if your focus is only on the promise and not on the promiseur, you'll fail there'll come a point at which you'll fall down. I'll give you a little illustration. I'm in faith for that building. Amen. We received the word way, way, way back now. Yes. I got it in my Bible. I can't remember the date. Wendy always reminds me, but that that would happen. Yes. Yes, it did. And yet I'm stood here today in this building. I still believe the promise. It's not the building. It's not the promise. It's the promiser that my eyes have to be focused on. There came an instant not long ago when this could have been knocked down by now. Yeah. And that building could have been up yeah. and we'd be using the top floor. Yeah. There was money coming, enough to do that. And through a circumstance, that money got stopped. And I refused to challenge it and go to court over it. Because my focus was not on the promise. My focus was on the promissor. Yeah. He'll do it. Yeah. I don't need, or we don't need here, the money from people who don't want to give that money. That's right. That's the person who said we could have it wanted us to have yes. it. that's true but others stepped in. Let them have it. They won't find any happiness in it. No. Never. No. But what my promise sir has said is going to happen. Amen. There might come a day. I want to live to preach the first sermon in that building. But if I don't, I'll die in faith. And he'll preach it. You might have a blinking good one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you never stick to your notes, dear. You? That's right. <laughs> I'll read it from the front. All right. I'll write it in block capitals. You see, the promise, sir, is greater than the promise. It's here we fail. This is our failing point. We have the promise, but we don't come after the promiser. When God makes a promise to you, stay close to the promiser. Stay close to Him. Because that boat, that promise is like a boat, it's going to be tested, there's going to be some rough water. And that rough water will threaten to sink the boat. But the boat can't sink because Jesus is in it. Stay close to the promising. Let me tell you. I've given you a lot of opinion. So I want to give you some scripture. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. This comes from the New Testament, the New Covenant, the New Way of God. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. There's a connection between staying close to God and the promise. Well, I believe God. I believe God. He said this to me. I believe it. Now I just get on with my life. Because if God says it, it's got to happen. I believe that's Armenianism. Am I correct, John? Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. We have a responsibility. When God gives us a word, when God gives us a promise, we have a responsibility to walk the promise. To walk with the promise, yeah, yeah, yeah. sir. Sure. Let's hold fast our confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful, is faithful, but you've got to walk with him, you've got to keep walking with him, you've got to keep believing with him, not easy, I'm not saying it's easy, it'll test every fibre of your spiritual being, but you can only do that when you're looking at the promise sir. The promises I have over my life that God has said to me, they're yes and amen to those who believe. My focus now is not on the promise. God said it. God has said it. My prom- focus now is on Him. He's my strength, He's my encourager. Not the system. Not what man may say with the best intentions and the best interests. It's what God says. He's creator God. His word is creative in power. It will not return to him empty. It will achieve what he has sent it to achieve. This is not just idle words. I'm not just trying to whip up your faith. I'm telling you the truth. I proved it. Don't be discouraged by your Jethro wall, uh, Jericho walls, Jethro. Don't be discouraged by Jethro. Is that? Who he is? don't be discouraged by your Jericho walls. He's in
1: the Bible. Keep to the word, brother.
0: You see, probably if I'd have been Joshua, I'd have called the elders in. Dan being one of them, I'd say, Dan, what are you, how are we going to take this, mate? He said, I know a man, my father-in-law. He'll come down, he'll knock the walls down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll watch him. <laughs> Dave Noble would say, I'll go and get a battering ram. It works with Catherine. Oh. You see, when God says something to you, it's not open for discussion. Don't expect other people to understand totally what God says to you. It's your vision, your dream. Your promise. You don't need a committee. You just need the promiser. Sat at the right hand of the Father, ever living to intercede for me. He's interceding for my promise. He's interceding for my promise. He has said things to me through his word. He has spoken to me. I have heard audibly the voice of God on three occasions. Audibly. I know what it is to be challenged. I know what it is to walk with a promise. But my God's never failed. Never. Never. And he won't fail. Never, never. So the vast crowd didn't know what was going to happen. The vast crowd didn't know when it was going to happen. At what point on the seventh day? You see, obedience is better than sacrifice. God can do anything with someone who's obedient, rather with someone who thinks it's a sacrifice to come in, to serve God. You can do very little with people like that. When was the shout finally made? When the trumpets blew. But where was the shout made? In front of the walls. The walls that mocked. The walls that were over 100 feet tall. The walls that stood there. And we're like grasshoppers in the the presence of these walls that are restricting us. The shout was made in the place that was not logical. But the place where God had ordained his plan to come into being. Yeah. It was the right time, the right place, and the right circumstances. Uh, yeah. You see, the shout was a sign that victory was assured. unshakable belief that God will keep his word and he will and he will and the walls came down they took the city but they took it in a way that they could never have dreamed of whatever is standing in your life God says, I've got a way that will pull it down. Yeah. Yeah. But first of all, it's got to look hopeless. So that your dependence is on me, not on you or anybody else. There are unique times in God. And there will come a time in your life when you will face Jericho War you will but God says I've got a plan trust me walk my way in faith divine promises require responsibility on our part God wants us God doesn't do it all do you know that? He says, you've got a part to play as well. We're in this together. The ark went round with the people. The presence of God went round with the people. He said, there's a responsibility on you to carry my presence into situations that appear to be hopeless. And I'll bring the promise. I will deliver the promise if you'll walk with me. And trust me. Dan, shout out Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11. 55, 10 and 11. Shout it! Out. I want you to speak it out. I want you to shout it out, as if you were talking to Jill. <laughs> For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bud, and uh, make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Oh, yeah. Andy, you got your Bible there? You got that one? I'll do. Go, go to, a, go to a 2 Corinthians 10.4 and shout it out, please. Don't speak it out. Shout it out. Faith comes by hearing. Yes. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. Four. 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. New Testament. Direct reflection back to Jericho. You get it? For pulling down strongholds. Do you get it? Lee, I want you to shout something out. Psalm 37. Can you do that? Verse 34. Can you do that? I don't want you to whisper it. Verse 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are carved, you shall see it. Amen. Amen. You shall see it. Promises without seeing it are empty promises. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. But you're going into 70 years of exile. You see, we misquote this scripture so often. We quote it out of context. The Lord is saying, all right, you're going into exile, Israel, for 70 years. But I know the thoughts that I have towards you. The time delay, the situation does not stop God. It's on time. I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope, in 70 years' time, I'm going to give you a future and a hope. Because my thoughts are for you now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search me for me with all your heart. This is a discipline. It's not a name it and claim it. Sometimes you're going to have to walk. Sometimes you're going to have to wait. But while you're waiting, keep walking. Keep walking. Every step is a step nearer to the promise. Every step is another day when it can come to pass. Another moment when it can happen. Because his word never returns to him void. That's what's set before us this year. We're either going to believe this or we're not. If you're not going to believe it, I'm going to say something now pretty, pretty strong. If you're not going to believe this, you probably don't belong in this church because that's where we're going. But you take that up with God. You can take it up with me or Dan, but I advise you to go to God because he has made precious promises to us. And I'm walking the promises to the best of my ability. And I want to walk with a group of people who say we're walking as well. Until we see, we'll keep walking until we see the promise come to being. And I want to prophesy over you this morning, your walls will not stop the promises of God coming to fruition. He's not finished with you yet. stand together.